Welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. We pray that this episode will bring to you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life. May your spirits be lifted and your souls fed as God's Word is proclaimed today. Now, here's your hosts, Joe Motes and Jonathan Bosby. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. You know, I figured after a few episodes, folks would get tired of us and just quit. Li- That's his phone. Who is it? Hey, Who? Noah Andrews, says, brother. Whoop. Good Amen. old Noah it's Andrews. Be, is it the truth? Yeah, it really is. Put it on silent. Let's see you know we're says. recording it. Project. Well, I appreciate you, Brother Noah. Thanks for getting back with me on that. Took you long enough. He must have been sleeping. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to A Word for the Wilderness. And we're, we we hope that you've had a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I hope you got some exciting plans for the weekend. We do, too. And next week, now, Jonathan, brother, are you doing okay today? You look sad. I mean... You look like you've been wiping the tears and I'd been out soloing with you. I am, I, I am sad. Of course you are. Of course you are, <laughs> brother. You know I'm glad we don't have to go through life as Christians sad all the time. You know, amen. Now bad things happen, I'm sure, and tough. We go through tough times and circumstances and things of that nature. But there ain't no reason, all right. There ain't no reason that we should just go around. You know, our tail tucked between our legs, our chin dragging the ground, singing. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates chin me. Who? I think I'll go. Chin. Okay, chin, Jack. Well, what does that mean, man? Chin, drag, chin, dragging the... <laughs> he, you don't talk... I mean, what in the world is that? Brother, what do you mean, what in the world is that? My chin. All right, you know what your chin is? Right. right you got three of them. All right, I your got, chin. You got four. You got more than... Guys, when you see him, count how many chins he has. Anyway, so... <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is you ain't got to be sad all the time, right, folks. And right. that's what our podcast is mm-hmm. here for. Basically, we want to be an encouragement to you. We want to give you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life. And one way that we've decided to do that is through special episodes and different interviews and trying to bring some people in so you ain't got to hear us all the time. And today, I'm excited. I'm really excited. You know why I'm excited, Jonathan? Because... You get to get out of here. Go. Get out of that seat. We've got some special people here today. I'm going to have you come and introduce yourselves, and uh, you come sit here by me, and this is going to be great. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Last week's episode, you heard that um, Jonathan's family was in town all the way from India. Now, they got on a plane to get here. They didn't walk or, you know, they didn't drive or anything. They got on a plane to get here, which is wonderful. But we are excited today to have, and go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. Well, I'm excited to be here. I'm Stanley Busmi, uh, missionary to India, and uh, I'm Jonathan's father. Bless your heart, And uh, God bless you that we were on the plane and not by walk all the way from India. <laughs> that sure would take and, a while, And uh, I'm glad to see Joseph Motes and uh, Jonathan, the podcast. I'm really excited to be and see them all here and been encouraged a lot of people through this podcast Amen. and uh, uh, getting along with... Uh, a uh, lot of believers, good, winning souls, and uh, uh, enjoying God's word to the younger generations. Oh, praise the Lord! We're honored to have you here, Jason. You go ahead and introduce yourself. Grab that microphone; that'd be all right. Go ahead and speak into it there, and introduce who you are. Yeah, which accent do you prefer, the American or the Indian? Well, brother, which one I can understand better? Oh, I think the American. All right, that'd be good. <laughs> Wait, no, do something real fast in Indian. Would that be okay? Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, say something in Indian. My name is Jason Basmi. I am from India. 
All right, now do something in American. My name is Jason Basmi. I am from India. Well, it sounds the same, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It sounds the same to me. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm I, interrupting you. I am 21 <laughs> years of age. Are you single? Um, I rather not answer. That. Rather not answer that. Good man. Good man. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. Um, and uh, I am my father's son. Well, yeah, that's. I'm Stanley Busmi's son. Jonathan is my brother. I'm sorry about so that. So glad too. and proud of the work that he's doing here with uh, the Joseph uh, Moch. I like this guy, and, brother. Uh, it's an honor. <laughs> it is an absolute honor to be on wow. this podcast today. And uh, I will let you take over the show. Well, I appreciate that, brother. And like we said, we're honored to have you here. Now, they said uh, missionaries to India. Brother Stanley, you got to take that. Kind of describe what your ministry is. What, what do you do in India? What's your ministry? Well, this is the third generation missionary family to mm-hmm. India. And uh, way back in the 70s, my granddaddy, Sumant Basmi, started mm. this ministry and was burdened for Indian people. And... Uh, uh, to win souls to the Lord. And my father did continue that ministry after my granddaddy passed away mm-hmm. and to be the Lord. And then my father did uh, continue the ministry. And then after he passed away and went on to be with the Lord, and it was our responsibility that uh, was on our shoulder to carry on this uh, wonderful ministry of having burden for souls wow. and the call of God. And thus we do uh, church planting, we mm. do soul winning, uh, we support some pastors in the remote villages. And mm. uh, I do believe that God called me uh, to the villages rather than cities and towns wow. where people never heard the gospel mm. or the name Jesus once in their lifetime. Wow. And we get to those villages and uh, go on the streets, share some gospel, and uh, people get to know the Lord mm. and uh, they make the profession of faith. And uh, there we start a small church with two or three people in a small house, and then it starts growing, and we wow. build a church. And that's how we we do back there in India. And we have a film ministry. We so we show them uh, Jesus movies and mm. uh, uh, movies like Passion of Christ, so that yes, people sir. try to understand what mm. Christianity is all about, what Jesus is all about, wow. that He came into this world two thousand years ago and gave His only begotten son, life on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood for the remission of sins. Yep. And uh, so this is how we do the ministry back in India. And I'm burdened for my country and for my people, uh, especially for the villagers people, mm-hmm. because they have uh, nobody to uh, love and care for them. And right. We take this wow. opportunity to show them that love. That's what I love about the gospel. It's not bound. <clears throat> it's not bound by nationality. It's not bound. It's not bound to a specific group of people. It's for America, it's for India, it's for those in the cities, it's for those in the villages. And I appreciate somebody like Brother Stanley here and and his son and his entire family that will go to the villages. Have you you faced conflict? Is there usually conflict or friction when you do that? Well, not very much to be frank. Mm -hmm. People receive the gospel wherever we went. Uh, It's just small groups of uh, anti-Christian groups uh, just come there and Mm -hmm. try to trouble us. Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, tell us that uh, you people are converting mm. uh, people of India, which is called the Indonesian, to Christianity right. or something. So we had to explain to them and say that we have mm. no power uh, to convert anybody to anything, but mm. God can do that. Yeah. That's what we wow. believe in. Amen. Jason, you, you take that microphone here and uh, kind of describe your role in the ministry and what you do. 
Um, I, I'll quickly brief you about what my life has been before I say that so that okay. uh, people could understand that. Yeah, better. that's great. That's great. Uh, born into a Christian family, <coughs> I was exposed to the uh, ministry at a very young age. Mm-hmm. I started preaching at the age of 12, looking at my dad, looking um, at what he's been doing. But uh, that didn't really mean that I was called into the ministry. Oh, right. But it took a lot of time for me to realize um, what my calling is. Mm. Um, sometimes, even though if I'd um, if I'd realized that the ministry is what God has called me for, I looked the other way, went mm. my own way, and finally in 2018 is when I realized what I'm actually called for, and um, started uh, ministering with my dad. Mm. So my primary role right now is to is to experience the ministry with my dad looking at what he's doing because i'm pretty young to take decisions on my own right Mm -hmm. now so um my dad is my role model in in the ministry my grandfather has been a role model looking at what he had done um so as my dad told about the work that we do in india um i do my best to support him in um, in uh, various ways while you know, by driving him to places, by by making brochures and reports, mm-hmm. prayer cards for him, and um, and seeing how he preaches and learning how to preach because I don't study in a Bible college right now. Right. Um, so that is my primary <coughs> role in the ministry right now, as of now. Oh, that's great. That's great. You know, that's very important, not just for, for this scenario and for this case, but really for any Christian that wants to do something in the ministry, a preacher, a missionary, a Sunday school teacher, to have somebody to look up to. Growing up, my heroes were never basketball players or football players. I would never, you know, I, you know, LeBron James, all right, awesome, or, or you know, Curry or, or whatever, or e- even these football players. I never looked up. My, all my heroes were preachers. And looking back, I, my heroes were Joe Arthur's and, and Jack Trebers and Maze Jackson's and Billy Kelly's and, and men like that who, who some were, they were all significantly older than me. Mm-hmm. And looking up to somebody like that and trying to model my life after them. And I think that's very important. I, I think that's very key. And I appreciate you being willing to, you know, a lot of guys aren't humble enough to do that. A lot of guys, we know some people, a lot of guys are like, oh, I, you know, I can run the show. I, I know what to do. I can call the shots when in reality we don't. And for, for us, you know, especially for me, sometimes it's hard to admit that. But it's very good to be able to take the back seat. It's very good to be able to humble yourself and say, all right, you know what, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to watch you. I'm going to let you show me what to do. Uh, I, I, I do that in, when I go to a, to a job. And I just recently got hired at a job. And so basically they, they say, all right, you watch what to do. Mm-hmm. And I have to take my hands off and say, yeah, I don't know what to do. You do know what to do. You, you know the solutions. You know the questions. You know the problems. You know the answers. So I'm just going to dig into that. That's great. That's great. That's awesome. Now, I've been excited about this. Let me ask you this question first, Brother Stanley. Now, you talked about your grandfather. Now, I've heard yeah. this story from Jonathan, and I think I got this right. Was it him that translated the King, King James Bible into your language? Exactly. Uh, my granddaddy was so much concerned about the Word of God, mm-hmm. and uh, he was very, very particular about having the right Word of God because that's what Christianity stands on. Right. And uh, back there in India... Uh, the Bible, which we got in our languages, was translated by Hindu priests. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was a surprise for me to hear about the history wow. of the Bible, the way how we got the Bible in our languages in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, my granddad had a burden that, Lord, give me the wisdom and knowledge to translate this King James Bible into the local language. Wow. And uh, that's how uh, he prayed and prayed. Mm-hmm. And then we, we started off translating the King James Bible from English to the local 
language of our state there in India. Mm-hmm. And we were about nine of them sitting together for almost 11 to 12 years translating the Bible. Goodness. And that helped us so much uh, to know more about the Word of God, right. get the wisdom and knowledge. At the same time, that burden that he had was something uh, that spoke to my heart. Mm-hmm. And ever since, I felt that, yes, Lord, we need to tell the truth and get the truth out to the people because the Word of God is what they needed. Wow. And the Trinitarian Bible Society in Ohio mm-hmm. uh, accepted the translation and printed wow. the first set of Bibles for us. That's and amazing. that's how it went forward. And I'm glad that we did that yeah. and uh, so that our people could have the right Word of God uh, to read and to understand. You know, if you're like me and you're listening, you probably have multiple Bibles. Exactly. I think I have five, six, seven. I don't know how many Bibles yes. I have just sitting on my shelf. And there are literally people who don't have it in their languages. Yes, sir. And what a responsibility and what an opportunity to be able to take that Bible and translate it into the the language of your native people and those that are around you and in your culture. That's amazing. I think we take it for granted, brother. Yes, sir. I think we really do. And, so true. And God help us. God help us not to take it for granted. I'm so mm-hmm. thankful that I have a Bible. You know, it was the Bible that told me Amen. about my sin. Yes, it was sir. the Bible that told me about a Savior. Uh-huh. It was the Bible that told me about salvation and how to get there and how to attend. It's the Bible that tells me about a city one day. I'm going Amen. home. Well, I got one more question for you, and this is really for both of you. Now, mm-hmm. we all love Brother Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that he's a wonderful human being, and most of the time. Mm-hmm. And and what and I honestly, in all sincerity, I appreciate him. This whole podcast that was his vision. This was his goal. This is what he wanted to start. This is what he wanted to do. I'm just here along for the ride. But I was wondering, we have any embarrassing stories about Brother Jonathan? If you don't, I've got plenty. I've got one that I'm thinking of right now. A couple <laughs> weeks ago, our dear friend was in the courtyard here, and he's looking down at his phone. I don't know who he's texting because he ain't got a girl to text, and that's the <laughs> truth, brother. And he's looking down, and, then, and out of nowhere, this man just falls into the fountain. And the, I mean, big old fountain. You can't miss it. You can't oh, miss it right there in the middle of the courtyard. <laughs> that man got back. <laughs> well, I think probably guys who have girlfriends – don't do that even. I They're aware so. of things like I that. I think you're right. I think you're right. Their eyes are open. Probably brother. he gets into the river when he gets a girl doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've been blinded, well. brother. You've been blinded. Now, that's one. How many more can we get before this well, show is uh, over? Well, there are a few from his childhood that I could share. Mm. And uh, I think probably he was four years old uh, when he had his shirt stucked up and ready for the church and had his Bible under his arm. Yeah. And he was just in front of probably maybe 100 people or people gathering there. And he, he always wanted to preach mm. from that age. And he wanted to stand. He never had a stage fear in his life from his childhood. He always wanted to, uh, you know, preach and pray and hey. get an opportunity. So once he would stand there and uh, he wanted to, Uh, imitate his granddaddy, the way he preached. Oh, yeah. And uh, my father gave him a chance to share something. And uh, he had to open the Bible. And uh, he spoke everything but the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't know what he was. But he was excited to face people. And he started uh, exactly the way how my daddy used to preach and shout. But he forgot to uh, take the... Scriptures out. Oh, brother. But uh, And you still and, do that. And he was embarrassed <laughs> after 
some time and then he put his head down and he had to just walk out yeah. from there and he said daddy i never thought that i would do this but i just wanted to speak yeah and then i said well this is what is all about yep. god wants you to stand and he would speak through you Man. and don't worry about it but that's that's the first time that i saw him little bit embarrassed and he came and sat next to me and he was kind of a shy and he said yeah. i didn't know what people thought about it and i said don't worry about it jonathan you did a great job for this age mm. you're doing pretty good and uh, that was one that i remembered uh, even today wow but he was he was not obsessed by that and he get mm. along with that very quickly and he started doing a lot better than that Good. but sometimes things like this you know uh, would give you fun yeah and have a laugh about it oh, but yes, at the sir. same time I mean get yourself on the right, right way and learn from that learn, learn from, from those from mistakes. mistakes I can't tell you so. how many times I've gotten up and said something <laughs> I mean one time I said that the psalms were written by Daniel uh-huh and uh-huh. then one time I had Zacchaeus in the belly of the whale and Jonah up in the tree and tree. and exactly. I'm telling you it's it's a rough life being a preacher but he's great now and and I always love listening to him and I enjoy mm-hmm. listening to him and things like that now Jason growing up as his brother I'm sure you know You've seen his highs and you've seen his lows. Brother, you are lucky. We're about out of time. But you've seen his highs and you've seen his lows. You know where Jonathan is strong. You know where Jonathan is weak. Let me ask you this. Does Jonathan have a bad temper? Can he get angry? Um maybe in the earlier days, maybe in his teens. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, he did have a lot of temper. He would uh, lose his temper quite easily, but uh has um his age went by, mm. that went pretty downwards. Yeah. So he's got up to a pretty good position right now where you can say that he's a pleasant person to be with. Huh. Spend time with. That's that's, that's that's what he shows in front of the family cuz uh, I'm family. I don't know what uh, he shows in front of y'all. <laughs> that's pleasant what we person need to find to out. With. Yeah, that's what we need to find out. Well, we can find that out real they good. They have their own secrets as brothers, so. Oh. Bless him, Lord. Um is there a time that you can remember a story maybe if not that's uh-huh. fine. but if there's a story you remember where Jonathan really he lost it i mean he was just mad oh yes oh yes i, I have a, a pretty good one oh um he loved to pr- play cricket i'm i'm sure a lot of people here know that he loves to play cricket yep so tries to uh-huh <laughs> he loved to bat he was quite a batter at that time mm. but the moment he would be out if somebody would get him out he couldn't take it oh. he couldn't take it he would take the bat and go home <laughs> well, he hates losing yeah oh ping pong huh mm-hmm. take the ping pong bat and go home <laughs> that's that's one thing i try to uh teach my kids is uh when you don't do well accept it mm. but jonathan was not that way from his childhood <laughs> he hated to be loser yep and and he ha- he had to turn out to be a winner mm. some way or the other he has that in mind but i always used to teach both of my children that accept your faults and uh you know and do better yes sir so that's how it has to be but it's good uh, again uh, joseph to uh, to compliment you all that losing is bad mm. and i do accept it nobody likes to lose but at the same time we need to have is something within ourselves that we need to accept yes i'm wrong mm. and i could do a lot better than this it was my mistake right and that's for i i lost it not the mm. person who is opposite <clears throat> to me made me lose that because it was my mistake and wow. uh, when you think that you can do a lot better 
probably in whatever aspects you go in, you know. That's so true. So that's exactly what I keep teaching them. You can win the, you know, doing fault and you can win mm -hmm. the argument. Mm -hmm. Some way or the other, the inner conscience keep telling you it's it's your fault. Right. So it's always a good attitude to accept, yes, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. because it's hard these days for people to accept. That's so true. And that happened even in the beginning in the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. Eve wouldn't accept so easily that, yes, she said, they tried to cover it up. Yeah, they sure did. So it's, it's a human nature for mm -hmm. us. So we try to win even though we lose. That in some way or the other. We do. You know, we lost in front of people, mm -hmm. but inwardly we think that I played better, but I won. Oh, yeah. So that, that's it. But but other than that, Jonathan is good. and uh, He's a good old fella. Uh, and I could see a lot of changes in him when I came here. Wow. And that's because I do truly believe that he's in safe hands here in North Valley and Golden State mm -hmm. and godly people and uh, growing spiritually and things like that. And especially with Joseph Motes, oh. <laughs> both you all are really good friends Amen. and God has called you both and you all are doing really great. And that's, that, that's life is all about. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad for both of you. And uh, I wish you all uh, really that God would use you all in a mighty way, like a lot of heroes of mine mm. back in old days, like Billy Kelly, Mays oh, Jackson's yeah. and Tony Hudson's. I mean, uh, we need preachers like that in the next generation. So true. So. I appreciate you all doing this for us. Well, brother, I appreciate you, you, Brother Stanley and Jason also for coming up here, letting us spend a few moments with you in the studio. We were honored for that. Jonathan, I hope he didn't embarrass you too bad. Jonathan's a great man. He, he really is. He's wonderful, and I thank the Lord for him. Maybe next week he'll hopefully he won't get me back. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in today, and what a special episode and great truths and great stories, great principles to take home with you and apply them to your life this week and make sure uh, that you take what you learn from here and put it into practice in your own life as you live to serve the Lord. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll see you next time on A Word for the Wilderness. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to A Word for the Wilderness. Be sure to subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening at A Word for the Wilderness.